you know, you got to believe in yourself and just start from that. Um, and, you know, I, I apply it to my everyday in, in my business as well. And even my everyday with my my kids, you know, I have my older, my oldest uh, daughter, he, who's 12, she's entering, you know, teenage years. And that's a whole new territory I'm not familiar with. And so am I doing the right thing as a parent? All those things, um, I feel like, yes, it's important to have these doubts because it makes us better and um, challenges us uh, at the end of it like when I have those doubts and I kind of go through the process of figuring it out and learning along the way and you know with the idea that okay I'm not it, it might not be perfect but I'll figure it out uh, and on the on the other side of it I'll, I'll be able to make it happen. Welcome to the Voted Least Likely Podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur after spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown, and losing all confidence in myself. I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely Podcast. Welcome, Christina, to the podcast. If you could just give everybody a little intro on who you are and what it is that you do. Okay, great. Thanks so much for inviting me, uh, Leah. Uh, my name is Christina Louie, and I'm the founder and owner of Aurelia Beauty. Aurelia Beauty is um, basically we create uh, vitamin-infused lip care products. So it's organic, vegan, um, vitamin D lip care. Um, it's a nutritive beauty. So it's an extension of what I believe to be clean beauty. And then besides taking all the bad stuff out of you know, uh, bad ingredients out of our personal care products include especially lips. Um, I was thinking that it would be a great idea to infuse um, good for you, nutritive ingredients. So that's, that's amazing. Yes. And of course, people listening can't see, but I am wearing the Dahlia. Is that what it's called? The Dahlia, the darker one. I love it. It's so um, smooth when you put it on and it just absorbs right in. And I'm not a big lipstick person. Like I, I just, I don't know. I'm not a big makeup person in general, but for lip, I want a little bit of color, but I don't want the maintenance of like the lip liner or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so when I found you, I was so thrilled because it was just exactly what I was looking for. I want something that I can just put on, not have to worry about. And knowing that it's clean is obviously a huge bonus. So thank you so much for <laughs> doing that. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, thanks for the feedback. I think that's, I, I'm just like you. I'm not a huge makeup person myself. 
um, yeah, you know, fussing with lip liner, lip this and that. It's a little bit. It's more kind of a, as a product. It's a. It's more for um, nourishing your lips. And then there's a hint of color. So we have a range of uh, three colors. And then the non tinted, uh, which is um, our best seller. So, but yeah, it's not for you know. Um, it can be for going out, but it, where the darker colors, we have the ruby, which is a classic red, as well as a coral. Um, but, you know, you kind of layer it on. You can wear it on a regular basis, like on a daily basis, um, or you can wear it going out when you layer it. So yeah, it's a very kind of versatile product. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the main idea is also, you know, similar to you not being a huge makeup, um, you know, for person, it was more the ideas uh, ensuring that, especially when we put it on our lips, um, it's got not the petroleum products, phthalates, all those things that uh, we'd like to kind of not have um, in our personal care products. And then, especially when I think about putting it on my lips, I, I know that I am ingesting most yeah. of what I um, and then on top of that, well, if we're ingesting most of it, why not put something essential or nutritive in it? And, you know, us, you and I, Leah, as we live here in Vancouver, we know on this beautiful Saturday rainy day, we are lacking of sunshine. And when I looked more into kind of the health uh, benefits of vitamin D, I realized, well, um, we are so shrouded in the clouds and everything rain here and uh you know it really affects uh, the lack of vitamin d um levels in our body uh affects our mood um obviously osteoporosis which is a uh, you know help with our calcium absorption um as well as uh, just kind of overall immunity um many articles uh talk about the importance of vitamin d yeah. so i thought well why not put that into a lip care product it was actually inspired as a product it was inspired by my father who had parkinson's um when he was uh with us and uh you know it, it was something where it, when he was um living with parkinson's he had a lot of medication to take throughout the day it was you know morning there's a number of pills and then midday you know so throughout the day he had to have medications um so you know to uh, ask him to um add another pill to his regimen was a little bit um much already but knowing that uh given how wonderful vitamin d is for someone um that uh, for you know their well-being um but knowing that he was also very homebound so he wasn't going outside as much so he even though he was living in houston texas that had a lot of sunshine he wasn't getting um sufficient levels so with that said then you know there's also other formats of like let's say drops the oil drops as well as uh, sprays but you know with parkinson's and uh, his hands it was not easy for him to use that um, himself as well uh, so then i thought why not blend it into a lip care uh, a lip balm because uh, he also kind of had a lot of uh, other issues that made him have um, dry lips mm -hmm. um, so then <clears throat> that vitamin d is a fat soluble vitamin so it worked beautifully with the wax and oils in a lip balm so that was the inspiration as a product. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it really kind of grew from there in terms of uh, now having it uh, as a product that I sell to people who also want something that's clean as well as nutritive. Um, so yeah, it's a, I, I, I see it as an extension of 
the care that I had for him that um, I put into these products as well. And then hopefully people use it. They have, they get a little bit of quote unquote sunshine in their daily lives as well too. I love that. That's such a beautiful story. Um, I, that's really, really touching. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, how did you start like the actual making it? Were you doing this in your kitchen? Were you, and, and you have such an incredible knowledge of the product. Do you have, I mean, how did you become such an expert? How did you do it? <laughs> yeah, I'll preface by saying, you know, I came from a finance industry. I was working in um, asset management before out of Hong Kong, the last job I had before having three kids. Um, so, you know, I took some time off in terms of uh, career uh, when I was uh, in finance. And then when I was having time off, obviously, you know, uh, as a mom, a new mom, you start reading things and reading ingredients lists and everything and realizing, oh, you know, if I'm going to go to the extent of trying to buy organic as much as I can, um, feeding my babies at the time, you know, uh, good, wholesome, nutritive uh, foods, um, then, you know, why not and include that as part of my personal care products as well. So, you know, whether it's baby products or, you know, even my own, like, let's say shampoos and um, and soaps, I started looking into the um, ingredients list. That's how it all kind of started. And then especially on top of that, that's, you know, I'd say it, it, this is the sandwich um, kind of lifestyle where, you know, we had, uh, I had have elderly parents as well as young kids. And, um, but, you know, I'm in a, a great place to kind of be caretaker for both ends um, of these two generations. And um, <clears throat> then so, let's see, in terms of um, starting to read about it and stuff, I, I, I'll i just preface by saying I'm not a nutritionist or, you know, anything from the healthcare industry and have that type of professional background knowledge. But I think in terms of being exposed to it, being uh, myself a consumer of these items and products and, uh, and things, and I realized, okay, you know, the importance of um, the ingredients of what goes into our bodies, both food as well as um, on our skin and um, and in our on our lips uh, that might be ingested as well. So <clears throat> that's how I got started. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I when I had that inspiration and uh, seeing how my father it helped him. It was a, something, a product that he could use. Uh, I, I literally made the beta version for him. Um, I downloaded a, you know, or looked, searched up a lip balm uh, recipe online and made it, it in the kitchen and everything. Um, but then, you know, realizing obviously there, you know, to make it a commercial product, I needed to reach out to experts. <clears throat> Um, so then we, uh, I went through a whole um, cycle of kind of looking and reaching out to various labs um, that uh, help develop these kind of um, uh, products. And so kind of uh, worked with uh, first, actually, you know, and I could preface this, that the timeline, when I had the inspiration, my dad, um, with my dad, that was back in 2017, 2018. Um, and then, you know, he, his uh, condition, it was more or less, uh, he had a stroke and then he was hospitalized. So um, that took some time. So I was uh, 
I was not working on the business um, and on this business idea um, because of helping my mom and my father with uh, his health conditions. And, um, and then he passed in 2019. Um, and then we had COVID. <laughs> so um, in these series of years, I had worked initially with a formulator out of uh, Colorado and had a formulation and that was uh, blended with the nutritive ingredient of vitamin D. <clears throat> Fast forward uh, when then I was uh, looking to relaunch and I had more time, especially with um, helping have helped my parents through the difficult stage in my dad's passing. Uh, then we uh, also had COVID. So the cross-border situation made it difficult for me to work with a Colorado formulator that would also manufacture the products. So I had to kind of rehash everything and start from scratch and found a local uh, formulator and uh, R&D lab to work with, which actually made it very, very, um, uh, it was a great thing um, in hindsight and silver lining because um, it made me have a closer relationship with my manufacturer um, as well as knowing, uh, able to kind of reformulate in a way that made sense. Because when we, it, the interesting thing is you would think, okay, making a um, lip balm um, in your my own kitchen, starting out that way, to working with a lab, R&D lab, there is a lot of science that go into this. You would think, you know, I thought, oh, it would be easy and stuff like that. But actually, if you wanted to make it into a commercial product, um, there's stability testing. There's a lot of different steps along the way. And uh, the formulation that was made out of the Colorado, because it was a di different you know, temperature zone. Uh, when we actually came to manufacturing that formulation up here in in the facilities here up north, um, the the there were certain butters in the like cacao butters and everything that actually created these fat blooms because of the temperature difference of the facilities, the manufacturing facility. It was it's quite interesting. So when you kind of look at it that way, from the more technical science and like. Um, looking at production lines and everything, it really, there are so many, so many considerations in it. So um, I was able to reformat and reformulate up here and it made it um, the to the product it, the, that it is today, Leah, uh, as you're wearing the Dahlia version. Yes. Um, it's a much, um, I find it's a, you know, very, very uh, much uh, higher quality, better performing. And also kind of when I moved formulator, uh, the one here, we actually made it vegan. So even the vitamin D3, um, it's an organic vegan version of it. So um, it's uh, it, it just uh, overall, it, uh, it just made it a better product. Um, now, mind you, there was a lot of start and stop along the way. And yeah, I think you, you um, talk a lot about businesses and how, you know, there, there are lots of up and, uh, ups and downs um, and, you know, learnings along the way. And I see it that way. I think, you know, while they could be perceived as failures or, you know, you know, obviously there's uh costs uh, and loss uh, from the financial standpoint from that. But I think it made it, I, I look at the silver lining and see that it's a better formulation now than it was before. So uh, it's, it wouldn't make, it's a long, like a, a product that will be, um, have duration in the market, I think. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. 
I love that. And of course, I saw it at the the stage it is now, which has beautiful packaging and the marketing and the product itself is so fabulous. So I love hearing that it did start on a kitchen counter, but <laughs> it's such a progression to, to what it is now. Um, I really commend you, though, for your ability to pivot, because I think definitely, I mean, dealing with grief and, and loss and all that while you're trying to build something. Um, that in itself is is such a challenge. COVID obviously was a huge challenge, especially with border stuff. I with jewelry, I, I definitely went yeah. through some things like that too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I really admire your ability to reframe that in your mind and see it as a silver lining and be able to just kind of roll with it because I think that's what stops a lot of new entrepreneurs in their journey is that you get to this hurdle and they think, well, that's it. And they kind of throw in the towel. But if you're able to take that, as you say, as a learning lesson and turn it into a positive. Um, so well done. Cause that's not, that's not easy <laughs> to do, but. Yeah. And, you know, I think um, it comes to the passion behind this and, you know, the inspiration when I talk about my father um, it's, it really is the heart and core of why I make this. It's to honor him, honor his mm-hmm. life. Um, he has taught me a lot in life and perseverance. And so, um, sorry, I get uh, Yeah, no, of course. I, you know, and, but I think, you know, when I do have those difficult times in business and, you know, oh gosh, you know, this didn't happen or, you know, this, uh, it kind of, when I can line it back up to my passion and, um, thoughts about okay the inspiration is for my if, with my father and this is a living legacy that I can carry on yeah um, it makes it easier for me to keep going and take that yeah you know it's an, an and it's a it's one step at a time of course in business so I think um he's along the way in this journey with me too I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're doing him very proud. I think he would be very, very, very impressed to, to see. I'm glad that he got to see the beginning of it and, um, you know, and celebrate you in that way. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I really love that piece of it. I love that that's the drive. I love that you're doing it in honor because that really is what will push you through those inevitable roadblocks that come. Um, And, you know, doing something that is honorable and with integrity. I mean, that is where small brands really differ from larger, huge companies that, you know, things are shifting in the marketplace. And I love to see smaller brands. Now we're kind of getting our time because we are passion driven individuals. We are people who have a story and are trying to make genuine change. Mm -hmm. Um, And like my favorite businesses are the ones where there's a story there. There's a reason why, right? And if you can hear what it is behind the product and it always makes the product better because you know what I mean? Because it's, there's a purpose there. You're doing it for somebody. It's an extension of something. Um, So yeah, I I love that. And I love that you said legacy that I got chills when you said that. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You have, do you have some type of a similar alignment with your business? I, so mine, it started, it was very much a hobby on the side. So, um, you know, I've always joked that I'm the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry because I like fancy things, but I'm not a fancy person at all. So I've always been kind of a misfit in this industry. Mm-hmm. And, 
um, you know, I moved out very young. I dropped out of high school. It was my, my journey is not glamorous at all, but I always made jewelry on the side. And it was something that tied me to the things that I'm passionate about and sort of bridging that gap of, you know, I didn't have the fancy clothes. I didn't have the fancy job. I had the jewelry, you know, and I could, I could put that on. So it's kind of a way of celebrating that bit of adding glamour to every day, regardless of what your background is and your path. Mm -hmm. Um, So mine's more about my own journey. It isn't tied to someone else, but as I've been able to grow now, I'm in a position where I can give back. So now we, you know, team up with downtown Eastside Women's Center and donate. And it's just really important to me to have that as part of the business. Um, I've always wanted to give back and always wanted to have that as part of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, it, it's, it's kind of like a very, a very long unglamorous <laughs> journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, again, it's that drive of, you know, I, I was always told I couldn't do it. I was always like the, the misfit, always whatever, and that kind of thing. And then being able to prove to yourself that you can, and, and that's very much my drive is making people feel less alone in their journey, whatever their journey is and getting out of their own head and breaking out of their own bullshit that we all tell ourselves, right? We all have these stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves and how we're supposed to look and how we're supposed to be placed in the world and and all that. So I'm I'm really trying to create a space that it's come as you are and and I don't care what kind of piece of paper you have hanging on the wall. I don't care, you know, none of that. It's just like who you are and what your heart is and and your integrity. So um well, I, I think that you hit it there. I mean, you know, when uh, when I hear you tell your story, it's a, it's definitely about passion. Um, and then also, you know, there's a grander um, element to it where it's for others, you know, for others yeah. to wear that jewelry and to kind of have that same feeling that, okay, the worth and the, it doesn't matter where your background comes from. Um, it, it's, you know, I think that the giving to others and that, um, that, uh, I guess this, like, I guess there's a, there's a certain element about, um, the feeling that we want others to feel and share that through our products and our business that I think it's, uh, definitely the alignment that we, uh, we have. And like you said, small businesses, um, and having, being able to kind of you know, own it and like say, okay, uh, we can go out and do it. And, you know, I always say like, uh, in my, uh, entrepreneur journey, I always think about the little engine that could, (laughs) I love that, (laughs) you know, I'm a small player, obviously, you know, like uh, just now kind of looking into how do I get, you know, some business loans or things like that. It's, and I don't want to ask for too much, you know, I don't want to over, you know, leverage myself or in that way. Um, but uh, with the intention that I need some, you know, liquidity to kind of do what I need to do, keep lights on and, you know, yes. all that, uh, so that we can sh- basically share our products to people who will um, hopefully love it and enjoy it and make it part of their daily life, you know? And so, um I just kind of think about, uh, so a couple of years ago, I started playing tennis and, you know, out oh, of the public courts over in UBC and everything. And just, um, 
I look at it as uh, a journey because when I started learning tennis, I realized, wow, I really love this. There's a competitiveness about it, but then also a camaraderie with people that you learn along with. And then there's a very, there's a, so much of it is an internal process to learn about yourself when you play, especially competitive, um, I guess, sports in any way, like uh, no matter where, whether it's tennis or any other sport. And uh, it was my first time really kind of uh, in high school, I was in music, so I didn't really do a lot of sports, but um, having gravitated to this sport as a in as an adult, um, and then playing it competitively, um, I can I feel like I can apply a lot of that thinking and the internal process that I take, and just kind of believing in the self, and knowing that you know if I arrive to a match, let's say, um, having doubts in my mind almost you know you can almost promise that match will not end up to be how you would want it to um end up so you have to come to the court come to the game come to the uh, the set with your mindset in a in the right place you know and it's kind of that li little engine that could like you know you got to believe in yourself and just start from that um and you know i, I apply it to my everyday and in my business as well and even my everyday with my my kids you know I have my older my oldest uh, daughter he who's 12 she's entering you know teenage years and that's a whole new territory I'm not familiar with and so am I doing the right thing as a parent all those things um I feel like yes it's important to have these doubts because it makes us better and um challenges us uh at the end of it, like when I have those doubts and I kind of go through the process of figuring it out and learning along the way. And, you know, with the idea that, okay, I'm not, it, it might not be perfect, but I'll figure it out. Uh, and on the, on the other side of it, I'll, I'll be able to make it happen, you know? <laughs> so yeah, same way uh, when it's, competitive uh sport or you know in business or in life i feel like all those things it comes with a certain mindset first um and then kind of knowing that we're we're not perfect and that yeah. uh, it's okay to that make mistakes and learn from them and that's the that's the key thing to i think um uh the whole journey of and what whatever path that we're looking at whether it's a uh, parenthood or, um, uh, you know, uh, in business and then in, uh, in overall life, <laughs> I feel like. This show is sponsored by our very own company, Leah Yard Designs. Leah Yard Designs is a jewelry brand in Vancouver, Canada that specializes in unique, semi-precious pieces. The designs are meant to be mixed and matched to celebrate the wearer. We love fashion juxtapositions, which is why you will usually find me in ripped jeans and a ton of gold jewelry. Our goal is to add glamour to every day. Our most popular design is our Zodiac necklace, which was created to celebrate what makes you uniquely you. 5% of all profits in the jewelry collection are donated to the DEWC, a local charity that helps vulnerable women in Vancouver's downtown east side. You can learn more and shop the full collection at www.leayarddesigns.com. The mindset piece is, oh my goodness, I feel like I didn't realize that was such a, a huge part of it. I mean, I feel like it's 
in business anyways, it's like 80% mindset and 20% skill. Yeah, <laughs> like so yeah, much exactly. of it. Yeah. Um, how do you, do you have practices that you specifically do to maintain a good mindset? Like do you meditate or obviously you do the physical, the um, exercise? Is there something to kind of just keep yourself on track that you do to get in that right headspace? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know about a particular practice. I, yeah, I, I do try to do meditation um, regularly. Uh, sometimes I don't have time. I, it's, uh, you know, I wake up early so that I can get something sent sometimes like around 5.30, 6 a.m. So that I could get uh, like at least an hour of work done before the kids wake up, make breakfast, da-da-da. there's a whole, yeah. um, I find that even just in that practice like it again I, I I draw it back to you know uh, let's say uh, learning tennis uh, or, or sport it's whenever I let's say when I lose a match I always make sure I go back the next day the next morning and go back on the court hit with a ball machine or something and just find the joy in the practice of it and like get in the rhythm and stuff because it's um one I think uh knowing where uh, what brings me joy in what I do is important Mm -hmm. Um, no matter what the outcomes are uh, it's more or less knowing that this is uh, heart of hearts it's what I want to do Um, so knowing that gets me going day after day day after day Um, whether it's business sport whatever you know yeah Um, I think there the meditation is good um there's a, you know, breathing is very important. I forget that one a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get so caught up and we're like so focused on, you know, the minutia of things and then just being and knowing that existence and just kind of taking a breath and calming ourselves and calming our minds. I think it's very important to know that no matter what, I think um, what issue that we're trying to solve it's not as big as we think it is when we take time to step back and take a breath and uh, look at it as a whole. Um, I've had, you know, there's been times where days where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I have so much, uh, you know, as the many hats that I have to wear, like, oh, I have to do pick up from school at this point. And then, you know, oh, I want to get this done. And you're also relying on other people to get things done on behalf of you. Um, and so, and meeting certain deadlines and whatnot. So um, it's just, a, it's it's ongoing. Um, but, you know, I think I it's a good practice to kind of take a step back and say, okay, you know, what am I in control? What can I tro- control in this situation? What is out of my hands? And just, you know, and then having backup plans also. <laughs> yes, <laughs> always. If this doesn't happen <laughs> in time, what, ha- what can I do to make it better or to kind of take that next if it's not a step the the mini step to get to what the goal right um so those are the things that uh I keep you know when you ask about the practice that I think that that's kind of uh, how I uh uh keep going you know and just uh make those little progresses along the way I feel like that was such a gift to hear that. This is like exactly what I've been needing to hear. Thank you so much. (laughs) Like just those little reminders of 
you know, everything in the moment always seems so big and like it's this problem that's going to ruin everything. But realistically, once you take a second, breathe and and gain perspective on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's never, it's never that big of a deal really. Um, and just your focus on joy. Like I just, oh, that's, I need that reminder, especially the last few years that have just been so heavy and so dark. I feel like we're all kind of craving that spark, that little, you know, bit of hope in that. And it, it, you know, if you don't focus on it, it's easy to just get wrapped up in, you know, the news or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, am I meant to, you know, make, nutritive beauty um I do feel like it you know before when I when I talk about the finance career like it was a paying job you know right and um I got you know got ready you know get my um myself ready to go to work and and go into office and stuff but but it was it didn't speak to my heart right so I think whenever we can find the joy in what we do and align it with what we feel to be is what like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right now right here having that alignment in my heart um, really always makes it um, easy when it uh, easier when uh, you know you're kind of like trying to problem solve a lot of times in business (laughs) constantly yeah (laughs) Um, and uh, you know one thing like uh I we're on a podcast obviously right now but uh, there's this one podcast I always love to listen to when I'm on long drives uh, it's called how I built this by Guy Ross. I, I love oh, that one that's yeah, yeah one of my top one of my top five I love it it's it really so is. good especially as an entrepreneur whereas it's funny because when I listen to it sometimes my husband's also listening he's like why do you listen to this because you know they're about like multi-billion dollar businesses or multi-million at least you know and these um businesses that had made it big but when you listen to each one of their stories and you would I would say all almost all of them I wouldn't there's not none of them that did not start small with lots of issues along the way lots of hiccups and realize everyone start from that right every every great business idea came from that origin the humble origin of making things work trying to problem solve and there were big hiccups along the way too for some you know so uh, you know, hearing that it doesn't discourage me. It actually encourages me to know, wow, I'm not alone in this. There's been many other stories. If they can do it, if they can survive those storms, I can, you know, get through my day, you know, of like these different hiccups and stuff. And it doesn't feel so big. Right. And yeah. it's also, yeah, having that perspective too. So I, I love hearing, you know, those podcasts. And yeah. I, I think it's a great thing that you're also doing this podcast too. It's to mm-hmm. inspire others, right? To um, the title, you know, when you say vote at least likely, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it on its head because I think the, the message that we're and you're trying to put out there is that anyone can do it if they believe in themselves. And even if you're voted least likely, I think you have to flip that on your head inside yourself. Yeah. First and foremost, believe in yourself and then the rest will come. The rest will, you know, show itself through your work, through your perseverance, through the hard work. 
Yeah, that's very, very well said. Um, you have such a growth mindset. I didn't, I didn't, because we've only talked briefly before. I didn't realize you were so, you have such a growth mindset and it's something that's something I struggle with. So I tend to have a very fixed mindset. So I, I'm rereading, there's a book called um, Mindset by Carol Dweck, which I'm rereading because yeah. it's about, have you read that book? Yeah, yeah I love it. It's I so even, good. Yeah, I'm trying to get my kids to read it. Oh, it's so good. And it really opened yeah. my eyes because I didn't realize that when I read it, what I see is I'm I'm totally fixed mindset and my partner is a very growth mindset. So it's so interesting to see the two. And now when I talk to other people, I can really hear in them what their um, kind of default mindset is. Have you always been like that? Or did you have to train yourself? Because I'm in the training process right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think um, I'm going to get emotional here. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, it's, this is what you know, it's, thinking it's the about real talk. My parents, um, immigrant family, we immigrated. Um, I was born in Hong Kong. You know, I had a wonderful upbringing, um, I have to say, and I have to account it to my parents. Um, but I think they had a lot of financial struggles mm -hmm. along the way, but they never made my brother or I feel otherwise lacking or anything. Yeah. And so, um, but the one thing, the, the true gift and uh, I guess value they gave me is this mindset that I can do anything if I put my mind to and de dedicate my um, work to. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure where that came from. <laughs> Sorry. But um, from them. But uh, they definitely instilled in me this, this, this uh, work ethics. Yeah, and also um, a belief that if I put my mind to something, I can get it done. Um, yeah, so I think I really have to, you know, that it's not like they um, have a lot of, you know, I come from a humble background, yeah. but I think um, the goal, the 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 value, the true value that they have given me is this. Yeah, like you said, this uh, mindset that to approach life in that way, you know, uh, to know that, you know, if someone else uh, can, is able to do that, so can I. And um, that in itself, um, I think is, uh, and I now being a parent, I feel like um, it doesn't matter, you know, or, you know, there's the standard basics of providing for family and stuff like that. Of but course. Uh, I think, um, it really, I, I think if I can impart that, also to my kids um they will you know uh, it, it's hard to say because success is hard to measure right it's very yeah. relative um but having that this uh, mindset to be able to look things in this way I think that'll carry them through in their life and and yeah. I think that's the important thing for me as a parent to also impart to them so yeah I think but like you said, it is very much a training, right? Uh, it's a, and yeah, I, I wouldn't look at it as a black or white either, right? Um, no. You know, your partner who has a growth mindset, maybe there's some aspect of, it, it, everyone has, I think, 
can approach things into in two ways, right? Yeah, a growth mindset or a set mindset. Um, it can be very situational when we kind of find ourselves in a set way. Yeah, um, and so I think the 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 gift is to figure out a way to see things and have perspective that will allow us to take that uh, next step. If you know, and yeah, I think I think the key thing into in success is defining what you want to be doing too, right? What what speaks to your heart, um, and I, yeah, that's uh that's the whole you know when we uh, through our time that we've been um, recording, I think that's the other message. It's not it, it's having this growth mindset is important, but also kind of coming down to the core of what makes uh, sense to you. Yeah. And, uh it really kind of i think having success and in whatever term you want to define it in your mind um it's it could be linear by defining your passion and then as you go uh, as you go through that journey then it's not linear it's this in and out of fixed and uh, growth mindset and just kind of getting through um the next day <laughs> yes think. totally and sometimes it really <laughs> is just <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's perfectly put yeah and and I definitely feel myself in situations sometimes I do um when something hard happens something new I've never done before I will feel my kind of brain just go into default like I can't do this I'm not smart to do this I can't, I can't. And that fixed part, but there's other areas that because I've done things a little bit more in that area, it doesn't automatically go there anymore. Mm. There's still that voice. That voice is always there. Like, you know, the imposter syndrome thing, right. Of like, who do you think you are and all that? I think that's always going to be there, but I'm able to override it in some situations, like (laughs) not all, but in some um, but I, I really do think the more we hear, even what you were saying, listening to how I built this, that podcast, hearing people overcome things, the fact that you can hear that and take that as inspiration, like I can do that too, mm-hmm. instead of other people might hear that and think, oh, I could never do that because they, you know, had something I didn't have. They have resources I didn't have. They had a, there were a, some chance encounter I didn't have or something like that. It's so easy for us to let ourselves off the hook by making up an excuse. Um, but I love that you can hear that and be like, yeah, I, I, I can do that too. Like if they can do it, I can do it. And that you are able to take that lesson and gift that to your children. I mean, oh my God, that's, that's amazing. That's like really amazing. That's the greatest gift I think of all. And it's wonderful that that's now something that's been passed down in your family is that gift of that mindset. So yeah, well done. I really, yeah. I, I wish I'd had more influences like that when I was growing up, like just, and that's why now I think it's so important when you're building something to find other people so that you can talk about things because it's easy to think there's something seriously wrong with you when things are going wrong, you know, until you talk to someone else who's trying to build something and it's like, oh, that happens all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I I think it's definitely important to um, note that I think those doubts are are important to have, not to negate them, push them out of our heads or ignore them, right? I think it's, those doubts are set in there. I was, uh, you know, just uh, listening to something earlier um, about anxiety and fear. And um, 
anxiety like biologically I think we are set to have these things in of course yeah so that there's flight fight or flight there's um our human bodies are probably built to have those so that we would protect ourselves right um so it's important uh, I think it's to acknowledge those uh because then we realize okay these are risks involved or these are things that I need to be careful about um not to be you know so reckless like I, I think it's important it, I think it's a it's the doubts are important to uh, acknowledge um but yeah how do we work beyond them or push beyond them yes and push those doubts that that's the key of um then I think you know it's uh looking in ourselves and ask okay where is this doubt where is this fear coming from really you know and understanding that within our minds um and then able to kind of work through that and and then see that okay when you can kind of can make these associations and realize the bigger picture, then you're like, oh, okay, this fear really is coming from, oh, me not having had much money growing up or something. You know, so when I'm t- looking at like, oh, bank loans as a business, I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I don't want to take so much or, of a loan. You know, I not being comfortable with working with a lot of money or something like that, then you realize, okay, it's a some type of a condition that you've been conditioned with and not so much a, a fear that is insurmountable or something. Like, a, you know, you can then identify it, then you can work through, I think, that kind of um, process um, to define what that fear is and what the level of risk really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's a big misconception too, that people that are out there being successful, that they're fearless. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think they're very full of fear, but they're just doing it anyways. And they've had enough practice to know what's, what's an acceptable risk. Mitigating your risk along the way, having experience is one, I think that is really true and you won't ever know until you do it. And I think, you know, that's why as an entrepreneur, I'm like, oh gosh, finally I'm doing something that I really want to be doing. But yes, it's, it, there's risks involved. Um, But um, with that said, I think it's important to see it from that more of a um, kind of uh, not subjective, but um, the like objective way. Right. Uh, And then, um, yeah, I think it's uh, mitigating risks. Um, and learning how to do those things too. Yeah, they're not yeah. reckless and by any means. I think nope. they're very well practiced at knowing uh, and being risk mitigators, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember this is like very small scale example, but I remember Instagram when they first came out with Instagram stories and something as simple as like talking on camera when that first came out. I would never do that. I just would never, ever, ever do that. And now you just do it enough times there's definitely times that I'm not comfortable doing it. It's not my favorite thing to do, but you know, you just, you do it anyways and you know, it's part of it and you just do it. And it's something as simple as that. If you can practice that enough and get comfortable, then think of all the other stuff, you know, and money stuff as my business has grown dealing with larger amounts of money with manufacturers that, you know, years ago that would have, I would have gone running from the bank. Oh yeah. (laughs) But now it's like, Oh yeah, sure. That's, you know, a normal amount to be, 
extending at this time. Because yeah. you um, know what it takes to then, you know, um, get to the revenue and the. the yes. Product. And you just get more comfortable pushing those boundaries. Um, somebody said to me recently, this <laughs> popped into my head because I found it so helpful. So because we think often of our comfort zones as a set kind of a fixed zone. And then everyone's always saying, you know, go out of your comfort zone. And so most of us envision you step out of your comfort zone and then you kind of step back into it. You're expanding expanding it. And I remember I'm such a visual person. So when that was explained to me that way, it was really like an aha moment because it was that idea of like, we are evolving. We are growing. It's not that Every time you do it, it's going to be just as scary. It's that now you've nudged that boundary out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just, I think so often we can really discredit ourselves and not acknowledge how just our potential, we have so much potential. And if you can get uncomfortable enough and get used to getting uncomfortable, yes. <laughs> you know, like the sky's the limit, but it's that nobody likes to feel that but the more you do it the more it becomes familiar and the less it is just going to shut down your nervous system and you know make you go into a tailspin but it is that practice which it's easier said than done because most of us don't enjoy seeking out uncomfortable situations but yeah yeah, I totally agree. And it's just, um, that's, that's why I kind of bring in my, uh, you know, I'm very much an amateur uh, tennis player, but like, you know, when I bring in the competitive sport, it's also being comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. You're growing, getting comfortable in, in a match, you know, when you have doubts that come into your mind all the time the whole entire time and you have to fight through it and um believe and bring that energy back and bring like i i really think i i mean i you know (laughs) because i love it as a sport so much that i equate everything my kids always laugh at me i i equate everything i give them a little uh lessons about life from like drawing from tennis (laughs) (laughs) i love it (laughs) but yeah it is growing comfortable like being comfortable in uncomfortable situations that is where we grow that's why we I think that's the human condition it's like um it's that's where growth uh, happens and yes the more we can try to do that and expand ourselves the more more of ourselves that we feel um expanded and and hopefully joy and um and happiness comes in in that yes. growth process. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's important to have that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious because we touched a little bit on success. Do you have a specific definition for yourself of what success is? This is something I think about a lot and I I still don't quite have it narrowed down but I'm curious if you have a version <laughs> I know it's like oh gosh I get to be recorded to say this <laughs> put you um, right on the spot <laughs> yeah. um yeah I think it's I you know whether I, if I kind of go back to this um business and how do I define it like how would I if if it becomes a brand that people recognize and um, can, you know, there are customers that will love the product, which uh, I'm so happy whenever we hear feedback uh, from it. And I can guarantee you have some of those. I'm one. So, <laughs> <laughs> and just, um, you know, knowing that uh, I, another key thing that I, I would love to have for the 
this business is that it's a it's got a longevity it's a long like long-term game for me it's a marathon not a sprint you know there's a a, yeah you can say oh there's lots of businesses that want like a easy exit and you know they sell um I want this to be a brand that's lasting that people will love grow to love the product and that it has like I was saying the legacy uh, aspect of it so a long-lasting brand that will stand the uh, test of time would be lovely especially in this digital age right when yes came so fast and people's attentions and everything but um uh I think that would be uh a level of success success for my business but as a person um success gosh you know it's hard to say like uh, I it would be hard to say financial um you know how much you know, but um being comfortable obviously yeah. and being, you know another thing I want to bring another element to this is that why I started business when I stopped working professionally and I knew that I wanted to have time with my kids um that you know if I go back to even the nine to five but you know uh, as you know in the finance industry it's not a nine to five job um it would be a lot more than that uh I think it's um it, I actually, I felt a lot of, um, how do I say, uh, uh, insecurity when mm-hmm. I wasn't having my own income, you know? And luckily, like, I mean, my husband, it's not like we were uh, strained in a single income uh, situation. Um, so it's not that, but I I personally, as a as a woman that took time off from her yep. career to raise family, but then realizing I'm not, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, there's probably something I probably <laughs> need to talk to a therapist about <laughs> when it comes to money or something. I don't know, because I, I feel there's a level of worth that comes along with making an income as, as a personal person, like uh, personally, right. Yes. Uh, especially in this role as a female when we're expected to, you know, uh, also be the caregiver for elderly parents and kids and all this stuff. So I think um, having financial freedom in my mind and ability to earn on my own is, I think that's a, that's a level of success that I'd like to, you know, have. Um, And so uh, but you know, in terms of, it's not a dollar amount. It's more. No, less it's a feeling, feeling right? Yeah. Right? Yes. In itself, and knowing that I uh, have some some level of that uh, yeah. financial freedom, right? Uh, there's, but you know, I think uh, as we talk about finance, and you know, a lot of people say money is time, or time is money, and that. Uh, at the same time, having that balance of, you know, I would love a level of success is also understanding, okay, you know, freedom to also spend time with my family, with my loved ones and stuff like that. So it all is, uh, it all kind of meshes together. It's definitely, I haven't well-defined it myself, as you can tell. (laughs) Neither have I, Not I thought I'd just throw that at you and see, but yeah, neither have I. And I think it changes over time too. Um, I totally just echo that importance of having that independence with mm-hmm. the, my partner owns a business as well. And during the pandemic, obviously it was 
kind of crickets for both of us. So it was scary. Um, and then when things opened up, his really um, got super busy. And mine has had a really slow, like, you know, where I'm still climbing out of the pandemic. So as far as financial, I've helped him with his a little bit. And like, there are times where, you know, he's providing for us and I've, you know, not been in that position. And it was the first time in my life that I've experienced that. And I didn't like how that felt at all. And, and it isn't about the dollar amount. It's not that it is that, that insecurity is exactly what you said, that feeling of dependency that I just, I hated that. And I have a wonderful partner and we're, we're a team. Like it's not, you know, it's nothing about him. It's not like he's making me feel that way. Nothing like that. It's a personal thing of like, I moved out young and, and the second I moved out, I was providing for myself. And that is a value that I is such a strong value in me. And so experiencing this for the first time, I did not like it. I did not yeah, like it at like all. Independence of yes. like being able to yes. be on your own two feet. Yes. Like those, yeah, definitely. Um, I know it's, uh, and as much as we say we're in the 21st century, male and female roles, like, uh, especially, you know, I'm in this, uh, like, in this family unit and growing a family together. I, I have to say, I'm so blessed, you know, with uh, my husband, who he is and how he supports um, us and me and my endeavors and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. It's not so it's a, something internal yeah. that in my mind that I feel that it's level of confidence and going back to uh, another idea uh, or um, definition of success is also this community I think it's really yes. important um, knowing learn you know just as I am growing uh, as an entrepreneur as my business is growing it's the other business owners and the other businesses that I'm getting to know and having this community is so so treasured um yes. and so in terms of like success is what you're doing you know sharing mm-hmm. these ideas sharing these thoughts sharing these stories are so important and be able to um you know whether or not uh at some point i'll be a mentor to someone who wants to also you know let's say start their own business yeah i think that's a, also a definition of success that i would love to reach at some yeah. point is that i can uh, help others and mentor yes. someone else uh, and being able to uh, encourage and also support in a practical as well as a um uh, uh i guess from the uh advice uh level so yeah and emotional whether you know whatever it may be but i, I think the mentorship it, it will be also a definition of uh true success uh, at some point and um, and just keep in mind that like that somebody will be listening this to this podcast and you will be that to them now. Right. So just keep that in mind that we're always, you know, we're always, we're always looking at the person who's sort of ahead of us thinking, Oh, that's where I want to get and whatever. But there's somebody looking at you that you're, you know, maybe a step ahead of them and they're looking to you to see what the next step is. And just during our chat, I've learned so much from you and, and you've helped me, um, especially this year, I've been struggling with kind of getting wrapped up in things, not breathing, not having perspective. And so it's, you know, you just, your life experience up to this point, you have so much to offer and you've mentored me in this chat. So just, yeah. So just so you know, it it doesn't, it starts, you know, right when you start, it it really does start. And 
it doesn't mean we're on the right path. You know, you're going to make mistakes, but then people will see those mistakes and learn from that as well. So um, yeah, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing thing. I totally know what you mean about having, um, getting to a level of success where you feel as though you could kind of put that after your name. I do understand that, but you are still inspiring people as just you going out there and doing it and taking the risk and sharing and being vulnerable and, and leaving a legacy. So wow. yeah, just, I want to give you that. I just gave you a new title. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, I think, uh, in commending you on the opportunity, you know, and the fact that you started this podcast, I think that's really uh, a, a way to really share these stories and uh, get it out there so that it will then inspire others to do so as well. So yes, I think it's uh, also, you're also mentoring along the way uh, others yeah. as well. So you Thank are you. Definitely spreading the, the uh, positive energy and the mindset mm -hmm. uh, that, um, are necessary to take those baby steps. Uh, yeah, baby <laughs> steps is definitely the way to do it for sure. Um, thank you so much, Christina, for being on the show, for sharing your wisdom, your mentorship, and also for creating a product that I absolutely love. I have told everybody I know about it. I wear it every day. I put the clear one on at night and <laughs> I wear the colored in the day. I just absolutely love it. Um, and I'm so excited to see wow. where you take this. And um, yeah, I, I see very, very big things in your future. So thank you so much for sharing your heart with me today. Oh, thank you. A few tears as well, too. <laughs> oh, that's how you know it's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I think, yeah, it's lovely that. Uh, and I'm so looking forward to uh, our pop-up. I know. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, and where can everybody find you? Where, how can they get their hands on Aurelia Beauty and, and all of that? Where are all the places? So um, around Vancouver, uh, I, um, we have, a, a, we're at Turf. Uh, which is a uh, in Kitsilano. Um, they have a, a little uh, retail space where they sell personal care products. And so we're there. Um, we're at Rebecca Bree, um, as well as uh, our Beauty's Club, which is um, a members only uh, location, but in the pro shop. Um, but yeah, I think there's, hopefully there's, uh, I got news. Um, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but, uh, it, hopefully it will, uh, get into some, um, stores that, uh, we all know <laughs> in part of this year. So fabulous. Uh, uh, fingers crossed. Like these are, again, you know, it's the, these little baby steps along the way that totally hopefully lead to, um, a bigger launch in, uh, uh, stores around town as well too so uh, I'll be happy to share that when when uh, it happens and then in terms of how people can find uh, you can always find our products on our website which is www.areliabeauty.com so a-r-a-l-e-a -A beauty.com and that's uh, yeah perfect and I'll link everything in the show notes as well. So it's easier for people to, to track you down. Thank you so much. This was such a great chat. And I know we've um, inspired somebody to take the leap today and, and follow their dreams. So thank you so much.
Oh, I hope so. Yes. And we can always, uh, you know, reach out. I think, I think that's, that's the key thing. Like if uh, you ever, I was just look, saw, seeing something, a message on LinkedIn about how Steve, there was an interview of Steve Jobs from the archives of, I don't know, long, long, long time ago. And he said that he called up someone or uh, Hewlett Packard's, um, the founder, I can't remember, <laughs> Mr. Hewitt, I guess. And uh, he, as a 12 year old kid, and asked uh, him to for some parts that he wanted to work on uh, for a you know kind of um, a computer type uh, uh, product. And so uh, I think it's just really being bold enough to ask for help. Yes, uh, is another thing. So something for myself to learn, as well as anyone who's listening, um, if they ever want to reach out, I think uh, I, I'm definitely available to answer any questions. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com. And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can. Judge less, less often, and never, ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.